Hey guys, this is Muffy Bradshaw, and welcome to, you should, oh my god, you should see Brian right now, he's like totally mocking me, um, and this is the Muffy Bradshaw Podcast. What's I think the that was, music? You know what, I'm not that big yet, so maybe when we get to 10 episodes, we yeah. can do some theme music. Yeah, I get some theme music. And you were like humming a Michael Jackson song. I, I like, still don't remember what, what's the name of it is. So you can do, like, you can do the track if you want, because you I have some vocals. The, I can lay the track, I can do that. Um, so welcome. So as you know, this is not Liv who I'm talking to. Um, this is not Liv. It's not Liv. Sorry to disappoint. No, no. We love you, Liv, and we miss you. We can't wait to have you back. But in, in my, my very humble podcast recording studio, I am sitting with B. B. I say that so, like, enunciated. Like the artist formerly known as... B. Um... Right. Yeah, and I, you know what? I'm very excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about settling. But that's a and that is a heavy thing to talk about. It it's heavy. It's uh, but in a general sense, I think is why it seems so heavy. I think it uh, once you break it down, you get a kind of a deeper understanding. So I'm pretty uh, curious to hear your perspective on this mm, topic. I think I have a lot of perspectives. But before we get into that, how are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Have you been adulting? What's been going on? I have been adulting. Um very tired. New father as you know. Congratulations. Um, Cute as a button much. by the way. Oh my thank gosh. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, uh my little guy doesn't let me get much sleep, so oh my gosh. That's usually what I'm doing if I'm not working, if I'm not with uh with the little one, he's uh, six months now. Is he? Oh my god, time is flying. He is six months. Oh, it's crazy. Oh my it's goodness. Up before my eyes. Now, are you the type of father who does the photo shoots for every month? You know how you see on social media, I'm six months, I can eat, I can crawl, I can coo, or you know. You know what? I think I'm, I'm really anti what everybody else likes to do. Going against just, the grain. I try to, you know, because I think after a while, some things just kind of start to get played out. Okay. You know? It's like, okay, he gets to one. Am mm-hmm. I stopping at that point? Like, what's? why not keep going? Well, some people do. Like, they're just like, two, I can, I don't know. Like, it's, like, they track it all the way up until 18. I've seen it up until I think 11 is the oldest. You know what? Funny thing you say that. I saw this thing on Facebook, and this father, like, took pictures of his son every day mm. until he was, like, maybe, let's just say five. Wow. And to see him from an infant every single day mm. up until five, and they did this like like montage. It was like a rapid just picture, wow. just because you can you can see the sun literally growing and maturing. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. That seems kind of cool. Yeah, and it takes a lot of uh, it's a lot storage. of effort. It <laughs> it does. <laughs> it acts right because three sixty five times how old is he? He's five times five. Yeah, let's, it, let's say he's five. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, but it seems like it would be cool. So you just prefer to enjoy your son off social media, cherish those moments a little bit differently? For the for the most part. I try to capture different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the first time he really kind of sat up by himself, we got Aww. a picture of that. And then I, we tried to recreate, um, this is corny way, recreating like the Simba. When, uh, I think I've seen holding. that. Yeah. Because his, uh, his nickname is Simba. We call him Simba. So I love that. Try to recreate that just to be a little cheesy, but 
Capture some moments. Okay. So with like, because I know you're a new father and you've been busy. So mm-hmm. would you classify yourself as single, dating, just kind of laying low? Uh, well, um, I am a new father, um, but I am seeing somebody recently. Um, my son's mother and I are not together, but it's uh, it's it's new. It's interesting. I think it um, is promising, but you know, it's, it's new. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, and you know it's so funny because B, it's so funny calling you B. I'm, B. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, B. I'm B. Dramatic pause after. I know B. No, but B and I were talking off air about um, just relationships in general, and I was explaining to you B that for me to come, and y'all, y'all are gonna go, y'all are gonna get so sick of me talking about like my relationship woes. Like y'all probably <laughs> know all my business by now. Um, but we were talking about how like if I make a commitment to be with someone at this time in my life, in my 30s, it has to be serious. It has to be serious. Like, I don't want to commit just because it has to be a reason. Yeah, I mean, when you when you get to the age, I think, and, I'm, and I, I, I guess society, like, makes it a cliche or somewhat, but, I mean, when you get to the age of 30, I mean, relationships just take so much more, you know? They like, do. They just involve and require so much more, and, and, and you sacrifice and you risk so much more, so... I mean that makes sense. I understand, you know, mm-hmm. but um, you you're just but, a very unique individual in that area, I guess. I you know what I I am unique, and I think that a lot of times the reason why I'm just so cautious now is because I feel like in past relationships I may have committed either too early, or I just was being a little bit. Um, I guess I want to say maybe impatient. Why are you looking at me? What else? What? Mysterious. You know what? I get that a <laughs> lot. And this is why this is why this podcast is a little bit therapeutic because you're right. Like my social media presence is not, you probably won't be able to tell much about, because B and I have known each other for, we've known each, of each other for a long time. Since 2005. Mm-hmm. Like oh my Facebook. God! Well, Facebook kind of just started. Yeah, yeah. God, that, you are old. I, you know what? I am vibrant, and I am a little old. I am a little old. Um, especially because you know how you fill out those forms, and you have like 18 to 25. Yeah. And then you have uh, 26 to like 34. Mm. But now I'm in the 35 to 45 box. I'm like, yo, like... So is this it? Is this the to, end of my life? Do you have to color that in or do you like check it or? What was I doing? I think it may have been a survey for something. I think after a certain age. Oh, I know. Group, it's just it, up. It's just like 40 and up, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Um, but no, so my social media presence, you're right. It isn't, um, you really can't gather a lot, but same for you. That's true. Like if I didn't, if I didn't know you personally, I wouldn't really be able to gauge a lot, but I like it like that. I mean, I'm I'm really just an advocate for keeping, keeping like certain things private. I think it's I think it's important just to keep it private until you know you've kind of created that foundation to kind of withstand, you know, what the world and you know social media and society mm-hmm. and you know people start to bring into because when you put it out there in such a fragile, in a fragile position or a fragile place, you know, of the relationship developing and building, you can just find yourself susceptible to it falling. Right. You know? Right. And then like me being petty, like I really do I really have to untag everything? See, like exactly. do I really have to like unfriend his like it's just so much untangling to do. Yeah. Like if you're cuz I learned the hard way. When I tell you I was a post fanatic years ago, 
Like with one of my relationships with posting, like I miss you on their wall, like all of that. Yeah. All of that. And then you go and through the filter of the. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And you just have to do so much untangling. Yeah. I just leave it alone. And that kind of, because we were also talking about, B and I were talking off air just about, he was giving me a hard time about the emoji face. Emoji man. Emoji man. God. Do you want to explain to them what that is or what I did? <laughs> that was the. <laughs> That was one of the most interesting periods. I don't know if you guys got an opportunity to to take part in that, but um, there was a gentleman who <laughs> became or got the privilege of being the boyfriend to Miss Muffy Bradshaw. And as we were all excited, you know, just kind of like, okay, yeah, who, who is this? Who is this guy? Mystery like, man. Who is this mystery man? <laughs> we only got to see him in emojis. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling her, like, it would be kind of interesting and funny because you would see, like, this big, you know, <laughs> smiley face emoji that would cover not only his face, but his entire body. No, it's not his entire And then body. all you would see was his pinky. No, no. Or there would be another one, and it would be, like, the, the you know, the, the little hairs of his chin. And <laughs> it was just really funny, and uh, it was it was a joy to, to witness. You know, it's... Uh, and. So what he what what B is referring to is that I and I referenced this. I don't think this podcast aired yet, but um, so I was in a relationship, and I usually don't post boyfriends at all, at all, and for a year, like ever since that one, like really open, well, social media open relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I never posted. And that was like nine years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed because this was like for New Year's or something, and I really liked. My out, I really liked my dress. Oh, that was the first picture, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I remember uh-huh. that. And so I'm like, I don't... Y'all, okay, I feel like... All right. So basically, I put an emoji over his face, okay? Like, I did. All right? Now, here's the thing with that. Like, he knew it. We didn't follow each other on social media. But, you know, when you're just scrolling through, you know, you look, you see someone's phone. Like, so he saw the picture, but it wasn't a big deal. Wait, so that's one thing I've always wanted to know. Like, mm-hmm. so as he's seeing these pictures... It was just one, B. It, it was more than one. It was a it was a good number of them. I don't, but I think my just, I've always been curious. How did he feel about that? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. He he said to me it wasn't like he he didn't say anything to me. So I just assumed that he didn't mind. Um, but we already made an agreement just not to follow each other on social media. And at the time. Because I'm often on social media a lot. Like, Facebook, I've been pretty much off for the most part for the last year and a half. Instagram, I do intermittent fasting from that. So, I say that to say that we already made an agreement not to follow each other on social media. Because what I like to say and what I've referenced before on the podcast is that you like to follow breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. Or at least I have in the past and I'm owning that. It's a little embarrassing, but I think we all do it. Most people do. Yeah. so, um, So, that was the first thing. And then we also had a discussion about... Just, like, keeping the sanctity of our relationship and not necessarily posting. And then, so that's kind of how the emoji face went. And people were just like, muff, like, what, what, what? Like, what are you, like, so people did drag me for that. You righteously so. <laughs> and, um, so that's the emoji story. And I don't know, like, maybe if I, if I would have looked at it differently, I would have just cropped him out. Maybe not an emoji. So, it, lesson learned. Just a, small, a smaller emoji would have been fine. B, like it was just over his face. I I hope you post. Is there a, a can we post a page of or picture like I'll, I'll at post some it. point of this? this I'm man. gonna post it. What? No emoji I'm... emoji man. You know I was rooting for you, brother. <laughs> I was I was rooting for you, but uh, 
you know. Oh my gosh. So with all of that said, okay, um, and just with the relationships in your with your current relationship, I think that we've all been in relationships <coughs> where obviously they haven't worked out. Yes. So excluding the one you're currently in, obviously, do you feel like you've ever settled? Um, as far as my relationships, I don't think that I could say that I've ever settled. Um, but I think that that, I think that's because in my opinion, settling is just an objective, um, term or reference in general. Okay. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I, you know, I feel like, you know, at the point in time when you start to date somebody, like you kind of rule out certain things that, you know, or, or, you know, you, you separate yourself from certain people that you don't really feel, you know, or you're better or best aligned with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in the event that I would have pursued or began relationship with them, I would have potentially in a sense found myself in a space to where I would have been settling. But I think all the, all the relationships that I've been as far as in my adult life, um, I've chosen them and I, I've really felt like, you know, at the time they were promising. Okay. So, yeah, I can't say for me. Um, but interesting, you know, I guess and we'll touch on that later. I can see how some people um, and some guys that I know have. Okay. And that brings me to thinking about the article that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, by And first of all, shout out to Wisdom is Misery. That is his pseudonym. He's an excellent writer. And he gave me my first opportunity for um, Muffy Bradshaw. Like, they were the first people who published one of my articles. Oh. And I will forever be grateful for that. Um, so he is an excellent writer, you guys. If you just, uh, well, and we'll put it on our page as well, but if you are just, and you have your phone in your hand, go ahead and Google, or um, the, the article is actually on Madame Noir, and it's an article about settling written by Wisdom is Misery. Please check it out. It was an excellent read, and I, this was like, you got, you have B. That yeah. the article was excellent. It's a very good article. It is, and I think that a lot of times, um, just with dialogue with my girlfriends, we talk about some of the relationships mistakes that we've made Mm -hmm. and a common denominator in our dialogue has just been the issue of settling and kind of distinguishing between settling or just um, incompatibility Mm -hmm. and what, you know, what differentiates the two. So with that said, let me look here because I have my notes. Y'all know, y'all know I have attention issues. So I have my whole little notes. So let me pull them up. Why, but, I guess yeah. why you looking go, go, go. at that, I think one thing that I that kind of struck me, and I, maybe you wouldn't have had this experience because you know the writer, but um, and it's not for any particular reason. But I, when I originally first saw the title of the article and started to read it before I got to kind of the the I guess the middle of it, I didn't know that it was a guy writing it. Wow, that's interesting. And I, I don't, I don't, and that's, I don't think it has anything to do with like the way that he, you know, spoke or the. Or anything in particular, but it was just a interesting topic mm-hmm. to hear from another man's perspective. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was kind of refreshing as I started to get into the article because I found myself like, okay, mm-hmm. I yes, I can understand this, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. And it's so interesting that you thought that it was a woman. And guys, please, please, please go ahead and, and, and look up the article. But it was so interesting because you often, when you think of someone settling, we all, like for me, my default goes to a woman. A woman, typically. Right? Yeah. Okay, girl, you know, you can do better, girl. Why you, you know, A, B, and C and all that. Yes, that's my voice. Okay? I mean, that, that was I, my that reenactment was, I was voice. curious, like, who was that person that you just <laughs> went to? Because you went right there real fast. 
one of my talents, you know, I, you know, the little acting, you oh, know. Oh my goodness. Um, I think every girl has that person. You think so? What's, what's what her? That, what's your name, that person? I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> she doesn't live within me. I mean, you know, but I, I'm just curious because you know, it's a, it's a pastor that I just, I was listening to, um, and it's, and it's on this YouTube, but he. <clears throat> Excuse me. He go. He does that frequently. Where he's he's mm-hmm. like speaking. He's preaching. And he'll like you know use his voice as this like <laughs> I guess quote unquote ghetto girl. And his his wife always gives him you know crap about it. But it's just funny. Like mm-hmm. who who is that person for you? What's her name? Because you have um, you have Muffy. I have Muffy. And then who is that person? Um, I don't know. Bonchica, I guess. Uh, that's too easy. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's always been like one of my alter egos ever okay. since I was little. Even with the lace gloves? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the 80s. You know what? This is my second time referencing the 80s. And when I tell you, B, like, the 80s fashion is so me all day. Mm-hmm. And y'all y'all know how I feel about 227 and Amen. That's me all day. Oh, but I'm going to rain it back in. But before I forget, um, <laughs> back to settling. Mm-hmm. No, but there was something that he that he said that was actually very interesting because I think this is something that I felt, too, as a woman. So this is what he says in the article. Women hold on to grudges. Yes. Men hold on to heartbreak. Very true. A man will get his heart broken in elementary school and use that experience to guide his view on women mm. and love for the rest of his life. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, that sounds true because I know that I've been known to hold grudges. So have you ever experienced heartbreak to where it's totally changed your paradigm or you're Ooh. like... I'm treating relationships and women just totally differently now as a defense mechanism. Uh, and not as a defense mechanism. Okay. Okay. Not as a defense mechanism. Uh, that's that's inaccurate. So, following probably a, a tough breakup, I did use it as a defense mechanism. Um, but I think that I kind of framed it as just you know I'm not really ready. I'm not really looking for anything. You know. Um, Because I think a lot of guys, that's kind of how we typically will frame it. You know, after we go through, you know, a heartbreak, you know, we're just really not in a place or a space to um, kind of entertain a relationship at that point. I think from a man's perspective, I mean, and and, uh, women, of course, do it as well. But like men have to be very emotionally responsible in relationships. You know, we kind of had some of the similar dialogue um, off air, but like we just we we're asked to or you know society tells us that we kind of have to be very um we have to be in a position to or or assume a assume a posture that you know we're we're kind of you know receiving or um feeling some of the things that are going on in, in life you know from as as you kind of are looking to lead the relationship in a, in a way um so i think just putting yourself in that headspace and think about all the emotions that are involved within that um just certain things that are required from that it can be exhausting, and if you have just kind of gone through a heartbreak, you might not find yourself, you know, emotionally prepared um, or armed to really do that because you just you're still licking wounds. So, mm-hmm. um, I can I guess if if I'm being all if I'm being honest, yes, I have used it before as a defense mechanism, just like you know, this is not the right time. Mm-hmm. I'm not really ready to be in that, but um, following the healing process of that, I, I don't think I have used it in that way. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I've definitely used... I don't know if I would would say that I've used my past experience. Well, maybe I have. Maybe I have. And this is me literally thinking out loud. This wasn't even a talking point that I had. 
But um, based on like my last relationship, I'm so, I don't want to say fearful, but mm-hmm. I think I'm just extra cautious with not making the similar mistake I made in my last relationship, which was committing when I knew I probably shouldn't have for whatever reason it was. Mm-hmm. And I think in this moment, I'm just so, I'm so cautious. And I use the excuse of, I'm not really looking for anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm just working on me. And I'm, some of that is true. Like I am working on me and just getting some things I want to do, get done personally and things like that. But I don't know if that's really all the way the truth. Yeah. You know? I, I think... Yeah, I mean, so it, it's sometimes that's just what it what it takes, you know. I mean, you 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 while you are kind of still working on yourself, there are some things that you're still feel you're fearful of, and you don't want to potentially experience again, or you know what have you. Um, it's kind of funny, even that we mentioned that two things. I guess um, I I guess now that now that I kind of think about it, what I in in relationships following like a tough breakup, if I'm if just thinking of one in particular. Um, I have found myself in a space where I don't necessarily use it as a defense mechanism, but I I pay attention to certain red flags that may resemble or, you know, or um, represent that previous relationship. And that's caused some friction during the new relationship, you know, or the following relationship thereafter. And so that can sometimes be, you know, problematic because Mm -hmm. while you're trying to build, when you see something that's like a red flag or that light, you're like, wait a minute. I've been through the. I've been down this road before. You know, mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. going to potentially put me through something that I previously went through? I, you know, it took me a lot to heal and, and yeah. build myself yeah. back up from that. Am I ready to potentially, you know, put myself in a position to, you know, experience that again? And, or and then you can even have that kind of that self thought where like, am I just being scared or am I just being fearful or am I just overthinking or what have you? So there's a little bit of that back and forth. Um, I know even like in, in a particular relationship, like a, a lot of close friends of mine, when I was going through it, were telling me like, you know, your head's in the sand, mm. you know, you're not seeing certain things mm. like you can't you can't really see it because you, you know, you're so deep within this. And, you know, like as like a like a caution, like, listen, like you, you you're not seeing everything you need to be yeah. seeing type of thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, wow. was, it was it was wild like that. Um, so did you did you listen or did you were you still kind I was of hard headed? It's okay. I was we hard, you know. Be, I'm you a, know how that goes. I'm a lover, man. I love hard. Um, I love foolishly at times. Mm. But um, yeah, my head was completely in the sand, and I'm sitting back like, you know, I hear y'all, but no, nah, like it can't be what you're saying. It is, you know, like I hear you, you know. But um, I just mm. I didn't I didn't take the warnings. I didn't really pay attention to the to the signs and um. Later on, I just started to see, you know, things that they mentioned kind of come into fruition. So uh, I guess in hindsight, um, I have found myself in, in future relationships from that point when I see some of those things that look or, or potentially resemble some of those negative behaviors from a previous relationship. Like I get kind of cautious, you know, mm-hmm. I even position or, you know, position myself in a way where I have an out, you know, that I'm, that I'm not back against the wall. Like I have a door to be out, you know, where it's like, okay, look, you know, you're doing this and you're probably still, you know, healing through your process. And while I respect that, I kind of got to do my own thing, you know? Um, so let me ask you this. So you referenced just the red flags, mm-hmm. right? So would you say, well, first of all, okay. So you're, you're in your, that's obviously an all relationship. Mm-hmm. So how would you, currently differentiate between it being a red flag mm-hmm. versus it being fearful you being fearful like how would you note the difference <clears throat> um 
So I think in in order for what what I, the way I would kind of note the difference is I think when I look at it as a red flag, it kind of uh, stands alone by itself. Um, well, correction, let me back up. If I'm being fearful, it's it stands alone by itself. You know, mm-hmm. um, if if it's something that I think is a red flag, I still log it the same way I would if I was fearful. But as I look at a red flag, I'm looking at different supporting behaviors or things or consistencies that are letting me know, hey, okay, this is something that not only is it this issue or or this response or this behavior or this temperament or, you know, what have you, whatever that negative thing, whatever that negative thing is, it's being supported by other areas of that relationship mm-hmm. that represent a previous, you know. Could so, you give a general example? Um, let's hypothetically say that... Um, you know, my previous relationship where this individual, let's say, you know, makes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and just mm-hmm. leaves the peanut butter on the, you know, leaves the, the, the knife on the sink messy. without, you know, just messy, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, it, it really could just irritate you. And, and I, I'm, I'm using it in a joking manner cause I don't want to get into personal things, but, right. um, if that's something that I see in that way, I'm going to log it because it's like, okay, in and of itself, that may just be one issue per se, you know, but then if I'm seeing not only are you, you know, disregarding the conversation that we've had to address that, but then you also are not cleaning up after yourself in this way. Or if we go out and we're around family and you just leave dirty dishes on the, on the table waiting for somebody else to grab them. Or if you do, I start to log like different behaviors that you do when we're not necessarily in the space of where the first offense took place. You know, things that you aren't paying attention that you're doing, because if I spoke to you about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and how you make that, you're going to probably think about, okay, when I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, let me make sure I put everything away and clean it up. But when we have my mama house... Or no more legs. Or we at Long John. So, you know, wherever we going out. <laughs> wait a minute, Long John. I mean, you know, wait, just, wait a minute. Did I, you just. It just. I don't know why it came to mind. I love mind. that you just wrote. Is that even open still? I like, don't think it's even anymore. Okay. But, you know. Memories. It, it, Long John okay. Silver's is good. Hey, Long John Silver's used to be. The. See, we're from Cleveland. I don't know. Is that a regional thing? Or is I that. I don't know. But okay. then again, Long John Silver's, we, I think, closed when? 2007? Oh 2008? So, I don't even know how oh I went God. there. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, when you (laughs) you see those behaviors just kind of be you know represent themselves in other ways, that's something that I think is then a red flag versus just me being fearful of the one occurrence or the one issue. Got it. You know, and I think sometimes we, um, I know some guys, you know, you see one thing that may represent, you know, that one instance with peanut butter jelly sandwich could be, you know, could be just in of itself in the new relationship as an offense. But if you're that guy who's just been so um, hurt by the previous relationship, Mm -hmm. that may be enough to just tip you over and you just completely back out, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's not really fair to whoever that new person is that you're dating because they may not know if you haven't given them that previous, you know, information. If you haven't had that dialogue before to say, hey, you know, leaving dirty things. And, and of course, as I'm using this as an example, it's very small or very minimal, you know, teach their own. But, you know, however that could be represented. If you're rep- if you're having that conversation to say, hey, this is really this 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 is a, a problem for me. This mm-hmm. is like a real problem area for me. And if you're not having that conversation beforehand, that person doesn't know to, to you know, to make those adjustments because in their life that just may be how they operate. Right. You know, so it's it's fair to have that dialogue before. But, um, yeah, I think that in, in like as you know, as I've gone gone into into new relationships, 
I've kind of just developed ways to separate red flags in that way and, and, and make sure that I can identify if other behaviors are, are supporting that versus it just being something fearful maybe that I'm going mm-hmm. through. Okay. Yeah. You broke it down. Hey, you know. Thank you. I try. Awkward silence. <laughs> I wish I could remember that. We need Michael music. Jackson. We need no. a Michael Jackson song. Um, R.I.P. Mikey. He was a Virgo, like me. Um, but no- oh, my God. What? He was a Virgo? Uh-huh. Yeah, perfectionist. <clears throat> But yeah, so as far and it's I, I like that you um, were just so detailed in explaining because I think again, settling can just look different. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article that I'm actually very proud of, you guys. So muffybradshaw.com, go ahead and look. Shameless plug. Ah! <laughs> we didn't plan that. Yes. Um, Why are you but, so excited? You know, you know I'm so over the top. Um, oh, wow. But I I would I would caution. <clears throat> excuse me, I would caution myself and just everyone and anyone who's listening to really be careful um, to what you classify as settling. Yes. And I think there's a big, 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 big... See, oh my God, you're supposed to join me when I like fake sing. You're supposed to harmonize with Ooh, me. Ooh, that's not the time. Okay, fine. It's too early. They just met me. Okay, all right, next episode. Yeah. Um, But I think there is a big difference between settling and um versus your the things that you may not like but you don't want to get the two confused and I had a hard time with that mm-hmm. like when I was um in my my younger years <clears throat> my younger years, yeah, younger years I'm more mature now oh. um <laughs> no but I mean just you're, you're settling on one thing but you I, I would encourage everyone to ask themselves what their wants are versus their needs mm-hmm. Once, sometimes we can concede on. Mm-hmm. Sure, I would want someone to, and this is just, again, like you, just a generalized example. Uh, I would want some, I want someone to make a certain amount of money. I would like for someone to be a certain height. I would like for someone to do A, B, and C. But I encourage you all to really think about what your needs are. And a need is something that you just need in the relationship to feel fulfilled and just emotionally safe. Big difference. I agree. But... You knew a butt was coming. Mm-hmm, I saw your face. Only reason I say there's a butt is because a want for one person can be a need for another. Exactly. It's not. It's a not you one know? size fits all. It's so it's 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 interesting because um, what I did appreciate that that the guy mentioned in the article as he was kind of mentioning um, some of the needs that a lot of the men that he polled in the in the article had very little to do with certain tangible items and mm-hmm. certain tangible things. But, again, that's just from the population of men that he polled. You know, if you speak to some men and some men that, you know, I know in the city, they they actually have a very strong requirement. Are you talking about just physical requirement or just what? Well, like, I mean, like physically, um, you know, occupationally, how much money Examples. they make. Give me an example. Um, I mean, some some men are like, you know, I'm not dating a woman who doesn't have her master's. I'm not dating a woman who doesn't make, you know, anything below 80, 80 grand. I'm not dating a woman who, you know, they're very specific in that way. Can I ask general? Well, no, I don't want to ask that. Go ahead. And so, I mean, when I guess when people say things like when it, well, some of the guys and I know the guys. So, I don't, so do you feel like that's an unreasonable request? I don't I don't think any request is unreasonable if it's what you want. I mean, you're, everybody's entitled to whatever they want. If you want. 
a woman who doesn't make anything less than $100,000 by all means. Because if that for you defines your happiness, if you care about being happy, then that's what you need. You know, I mean, I think it really to each their own. I mean, it's equally just a very cliche statement, but everybody has their own definition of what makes them happy and, and what's a need and what's a want. You know, like, I yeah, think- it's very subjective. I, yeah. I agree that it's subjective. Um, but but what I but what I would suggest is that because I think that it's easy to like make the like we're known for making the list mm, so and it's okay to have a list i'm not knocking a list i actually have a list do you mm-hmm. but how, it's been consolidated immensely so how long have you had this list um i mean my god i think i started my first list years ago but it's not the same list that i have now oh, okay because you know as you date more and you get more mature you just realize again your wants versus your needs mm-hmm. and it's consolidated so you know what? You're right. Not everyone's needs are going to be the same. Absolutely not. That's foolish to think that. Not everybody's wants are going to be the same. But I think that there should be a very clear line of demarcation, what a want is versus a need. Mm-hmm. So for your for a person who wants a woman to make $100,000 a year or more, okay, maybe that is a need for him, but I would challenge him to think about why it's a need. Yeah. That would be my challenge for him. Not judging. I'm right. just wondering... Why it's so imperative, mm-hmm. you know, what, versus like, a what. Associated mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. That's I all. Agree. You I know, agree. so. And, and and a lot of those guys, and I'm, I'm glad that we can be general. Yeah, for real, um, general. A lot of those guys, I just, I have to, like, I think one of the things my mother's always told me at a young age is you always have to consider the source when you get information. <laughs> you know, yep, yep. you always have to consider the source. So, like, when I hear certain things like that and I'm, I'm looking at him and, you know, oh, it's a couple guys. I mean, it's not even just one. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at him, like, I'm like, okay, y- you do need that, you know, because that's where you place value. Mm-hmm. You place value in those things. Like, so a woman who may not necessarily make $100,000 mm-hmm. for you can't fulfill a space that you don't have, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it, it just depends on each, you know, each person. You, when you have a certain need that you, that you need fulfilled, you'll look for someone who can fulfill that need. Mm-hmm. Touche? No, it, it's, I mean, <laughs> I guess, it, it, technically it is. It, yeah. it is. And again, um, to each his own. But I, I, would, I, would, I would challenge him to really find out what his why is. What the reasoning is? I think that for any the, person's why the the even the two the two guys that come to mind as they get older and they're not even in well let me back up as they continue to mature because I think it don't have anything to do with age mm-hmm. but as they continue to mature um they they will I guess learn what their needs are you know I think mm-hmm. life has just has absolutely. a way of teaching us that so absolutely and I've been there too where and I'm not saying that their needs are wants um that's not my place to say that but I've been there too when mm-hmm. I would like make a list and it would just have some things that were not necessarily things that I I needed things that would be nice mm-hmm. but again I think as we get older we consolidate but consolidation doesn't mean settling mm. So I want to I want to really be clear on that. Say that, Say that um, again. Say that again. Consolidation <laughs> doesn't mean settling. And the head, the I, head nod just went along with that, just no, so everybody knows. I know, like, you know, the neck, the neck rolled and everything. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's something that was hard for me to grasp at first because it did feel like I was settling if I like you know, kind of cross something off of my list. But with maturity and also just reflecting on my own ish and just 
thinking about what my love language is and just a lot of just self-work, you realize that a lot of the things that you think you need are, are more so wants. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you and uh you and Shirley um referenced the five love language book. Oh <laughs> we did. Everybody did... loves that book. Well, you know what? I think it's an important book because I I feel like a lot of us have a hard time communicating. And a lot of us m- miss a lot of opportunities to love better mm-hmm. because we don't understand how we need to be loved. Like what makes us feel loved. We're coming from two totally different environments. Um, maybe even raised totally differently. And showing love is, I think, the center of a relationship. You want to show that you love that person. So I think that love languages are very important. It's an important source. Do you think that there are only five? No. Well, here's my thing with this. I think that um, that the five love languages are very generalized where there can be a lot of subcategories. Okay. So for me, I think that my love language fluctuates. So I'm so complicated. You're bilingual. I oh yes. I am bilingual. Maybe okay. even trilingual. So currently, um, that's not about me. Because I, I feel like I said this on the last episode. Y'all gonna get tired of hearing about my love languages too. But I am acts of service and I am um, physical touch. Those are my two mains. Now, do you know your love languages? Um, I took the test. And why you say it like that? You because don't like the I, test? You know, I don't. I am. Um, I think for me, like it just depends on. I think my love language can can fluctuate depending on the person. Yeah, that's how I am too. So it's like you know, it could be acts of service, it could be physical touch, it could be um, words of affirmation. <laughs> it just depends on. I think it depends on what's most, what's more of a strength for the person that I'm, you know, loving or, or vice versa, the person that's loving me. Right. And I agree with that because when I, and I, I feel like they also need to be evenly balanced too, to a certain degree. Like just because one is my main thing, it doesn't mean that I don't need the other three. Like I have two, mm-hmm. right? So just because those are my two mains doesn't mean I never need the remaining three love languages. I feel like it should be like an even balance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I because it's just it, it fluctuates, and I in one of my relationships I didn't receive my one of my main love languages, and that was pretty tough. It was hard. a center of conflict for the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. That was an emoji. emoji no. Man. Mm-mm. God. Okay, maybe. I'm pulling for you, emoji man. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, man. Yes, yes. So, um, I think it's over. You know, everything has a season. Everything has a season. Um, so, yeah, let us know your thoughts of settling um, versus consolidating. Uh, I think I would love to hear you, you your um, opinion on those those two points. I want to hear from the guys, man. I want to hear from the men. Like, mm-hmm. just what do you, what, where do you stand? Um, what do you think defi- is defined as settling and you know, I think that's kind of big. That's why I appreciate when I found out that this the writer was a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, in the way that he kind of um, framed and, and wrote the articles because he really kind of spelled it out. And I think that was one of the biggest things before we before I even read the article. When you first kind of mentioned to me what we were going to talk about, the first thing that came to mind was just how how objective settling is. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on the, the individual. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that he kind of. Um, kind of elaborated on what the population of guys that he spoke to felt 
uh, was settling, I guess, was some of the things that they decided or, you know, mentioned that they wanted when they looked at a wife, when they were looking for a wife. It was pretty interesting. It, it is. Because, again, you just hear a lot of women talk about it. And you don't really hear the man's perspective on settling. And I think it's safe to say that everyone settles. It's not limited to men or women. And this is always going to, this podcast is never going to be sex specific. I say that all the time. But it's more so sharing experiences and kind of figuring out what we've learned from those experiences. And you referenced before we close, I would like to hear from you. What, what does that mean to you? Um, the referencing of wife material or is there a such thing for you? I know you don't speak for all men, but I'd like to hear your opinion. Um, is there a certain thing for me? Wife material. I think, I think that, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really don't know. That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, outside of the general, I guess I say it's a good question because I think of it outside of the general things. Like we want, you want somebody who is, you know, um, loving, who's understanding, who you care about. And I think for me, it's, it's more of the intangibles because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the other things can fade or lose, you get lower, get lost. So when you have someone who's supportive or someone who's able to communicate, you know, somebody who's empathetic, somebody who, um, can really understand you. I think those are the things that, uh, I guess exemplify or, 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 you know, are, are modeled within someone who is wife material because, you know, looks fade, you know, people start to swell up, people start to lose weight, you get old, you know, um, your hair changes. I mean, that's, 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 that's just how it is. That's life and vice versa. Same thing happens with guys. Um, but when you have somebody who genuinely wants to be your partner, you know, and, um, and you have a connection in that way, I think that, in itself is is someone who shows me that they want to be a wife or want to be my wife mm-hmm. um so i think that's uh, kind of important like i was gonna um like even from like what he mentioned and i, I don't you know if i can please do so um one of the things that i i think this was very <clears throat> excuse me very good very interesting that of what he mentioned but um he said some of the factors that um and mentioned when polled about the what they desire in a wife um he mentioned that someone who they're attracted to, someone they can have fun with, uh, someone who is re- who is reasonable. Okay, I see you. Uh, you I should say, see how he's looking at me right now. You know, like, I, got to, I got to go back over that one. Someone who is reasonable. <laughs> okay, know. so can we? So, and we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon. But can you just elaborate? Because I feel like you feel away. Like, uh, let come on, let it out. Ooh, my what? God. What? Um, I love what I love. I love sisters. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. But um, women have a way of being very headstrong, very headstrong. Men do as well. I, don't get me wrong. Yes, they do. Men do as well. But uh, women are very headstrong, and um, that can just be represented in a lot of different ways. Um, so there are times when men, because we frustrate you guys, mm-hmm. um, there are times when we frustrate you and and. Uh, some of that does not necessarily show itself to be a strongest one of the strongest suits. So someone who's reasonable, even in no time in those times of frustration, uh, is a beautiful trait. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And there was another thing that he mentioned about the. It's not. He didn't mention anything about sex or anything like that, right? He mentioned nothing about sex, which was um, pretty interesting. He um, he mentioned that uh, for those qualities in women. Um, Let's see. For many men, those qualities in women act 
as the support, not as the foundation for why he sees a given woman as wife material. Mm. So not necessarily because, you know, of how, you know, you know, how you, how she gets down in the bedroom, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, any man, you know, hello, was going to uh, want that. But, you know, it's, it's one of the things that supports, you know, all of the other things that are involved in, in that relationship and that marriage. So, um, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. It's not the foundation because, you know, a relationship built on that in and of itself or money in and of itself or what have you, mm-hmm. those things change. They do. So They do. So on that note, I think we're going to end there. All right. Thank you. You're for, welcome. For joining us. Are you Are you going to come back? That's what I ask all the guests now. Are you, are you going to come back? Yeah, I'll come back. This was, uh, this was fun. Yeah, we enjoyed you. Um, and why don't you share your information? Um, B is also a blogger. He has his own site. And it's actually very good. It, it's it's a great site if you just want some insight on a man's perspective of things. And go ahead and share that. Um, yeah, so I do have a blog. I guess I, I don't peg myself as a blogger per se, but I appreciate that. Um, you are. I, 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 um, I'm a writer. I write poetry. I'm actually working on a book. Um, but I have a blog where I kind of post some of my works and not everything that's going to be in my book per se, but, uh, some of my work. So, um, you can visit that at revolutionarily dreaming at blogspot.com. Um, and then equally, um, there's a link on my Instagram page. My Instagram name is, uh, kind of annoying, but it's inspired underscore by underscore greatness. All right. Thanks for listening guys. Don't forget to give us five star and we have a perfect rating so far b isn't that exciting i love you all thank you for listening to us like thank you that means you kind of like us a little bit so keep listening you guys thank you so much don't forget to reference um all of the things that we talked about on the muffy bradshaw podcast on instagram and until then we'll talk to you soon enjoy bye